0: Hello, friends. I'm Colleen Orcanian, and you're listening to Food for Thought, Spiritually Speaking, where we explore ways to have a more profound encounter with God. Before I get started, did you know that you can click subscribe or follow in your podcast app to get weekly updates and notifications? Yep. I hope you'll do that. And if you like what you hear, please share this with others or send me a message on my website at ColleenOrkanyan.com. Now, for today's episode called More, More, More. I've done several talks recently on prayer, and I felt called to do an episode to encourage you in your prayer journey. If asked, most people would say they want a better prayer life. That does not necessarily mean their prayer life is dry. More likely, it's because they know God always has more. What is more? What does that mean? It's different for each person because each of us is unique and our relationship with God is unique. I cannot give you five steps to a vibrant prayer life. Your five steps will be different from mine, and your five steps 10 years from now will be different from your five steps today. Many of you know that I have a ministry as a spiritual director. I meet with people one on one to help them better recognize God's movement in their lives and more clearly hear his voice. We talk a lot about prayer. My suggestions to those I meet with are never the same because each person is in a unique place with God. I share that as a preface to this episode because prayer is such a personal experience. What is it? What is prayer? It's a lifting of the heart and mind to God. Sometimes we pray in a group like a prayer meeting or a worship service. Sometimes we pray with a friend for their specific needs. And sometimes we pray alone, just me and God. Chances are, it's the praying alone part that we want to improve. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 6, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, Will reward you. We know that Jesus often went off alone to pray. As busy as he was, he took time away to pray. Sometimes he prayed all night. I've never done that, but I know someone who has, who was called to pray all night, and so she did. How would you do that? Pray all night. It's likely you would use different forms of prayer. The Catechism of the Catholic Church describes two types of prayer, vocal prayer and mental prayer. Vocal prayer is the kind of prayer we learned as a child, prayers that we memorized, the Guardian Angel Prayer, the Lord's Prayer, Hail Mary and Glory Be. Or it could be a devotional prayer like the Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and the Angelus. We can pray the Liturgy of the Hours or the Psalms. Jesus often prayed the Psalms, even from the cross. Vocal prayer can also be something simple, like the Jesus prayer. Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The beauty of vocal prayer, these prayers we read or say by heart, is that we make the words our own as we say them. It's like saying I love you to your husband or wife or child. You don't just say the words, you make them your own each time you speak them. The risk with vocal prayer is that you can get into the habit of saying your prayers more than praying. For over 20 years, my father would say a specific set of 15 prayers each day. He felt a duty to say them and got to the point that he was simply reading rather than praying. His spiritual director asked him what it would mean if he stopped saying those particular prayers. He had never considered that question before. God was calling him to a different form of prayer, and my dad listened and made a change. He still had some vocal prayer, but he added more mental prayer. Mental prayer takes two forms, meditative prayer and contemplative prayer. Meditative prayer begins with some spiritual reading or truth. It could be a scripture passage, a quote from a spiritual classic, or an attribute of God. Here are some examples of each of those. A scripture passage. The one I'm pondering this year is from uh, John's gospel, the beginning of John's gospel, where it says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. I chose this because there seems to be a lot of darkness in the world, a lot of evil, hate, violence, conflict. It's so easy to focus on the evil But I want to remember that the darkness cannot overcome the light. So I chose that passage to ponder in my prayer time and as I go through my day this year. I could also choose a quote from a spiritual classic for meditation, something like Augustine's Confessions. He wrote, Lord, you have made us for yourself. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you. This can lead to so many thoughts. Why did you make me God? How is it that you want me? I am restless, and it's only you who will fill that restlessness. Give me more of you. So you can see that I begin with a quote, and I use that as a starting point in my conversation with God. A third source for meditation is an attribute of God. You might combine this with a scripture passage. For example, if I want to ponder God's mercy... I might begin by reading the parable of the prodigal son, focusing on the father in the parable. I might imagine myself as the son being received back into the family by the father's mercy. That might lead me to thoughts about my own days as a prodigal daughter and how God mercifully called me back and made me whole. These kinds of meditations can last for quite a while. I found that I sometimes get to what feels like a stopping point in my meditation, but if I persevere, if I just sit quietly, waiting, God gives me more. That's a very brief take on meditative prayer. The other type of mental prayer is contemplative prayer. This is when you rest in silence with God, like sitting with a good friend without talking, just enjoying their presence. It's quieting the mind. This can be tough for those of us who have a running monologue in our heads anytime we're awake. But it is possible. Contemplative prayer isn't just for monks and hermits. It's for everyone. And it's not about simply emptying our mind of all thoughts. We strive to be empty of self and filled with God. So it's not just the emptying, it's the filling. You might hear a word from God during this time, or not. You might feel a calming presence, or not. Each experience is different. There's not a right way to do it. If you want a better prayer life, there is no trick to it. You just need to take time with God. Whatever time you commit, stick to it, even if it feels dry When we seek a deeper relationship with God, the enemy will attack us. Here are some thoughts he'll suggest. You're too busy to pray. You can skip one day. God will understand. You aren't holy enough for that kind of prayer. You're not feeling anything, so it's okay to stop. You keep getting distracted, so just give up. Those are all lies to keep you from a richer prayer life. Recognize when you hear those lies and reject, it, reject them. Dry prayer happens to everyone. Distractions happen to everyone. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just human. When you get distracted, return to God. When you don't feel anything, don't worry. It's not about how you feel. Feelings can mislead us. We pray to lift our hearts and minds to God. If you have done that, you have had good prayer time. So I encourage you today to ask God how he wants you to pray. Don't be afraid to pray in a new way or to let go of a prayer practice that has grown stale. God is always waiting patiently for us to stop, to set aside the things of this world, and to unite our hearts and minds with him, and he will give us more, more, more. And now, some questions for prayer. Question one, God, how do you want me to pray? How can I grow closer to you? And question two, what lies of the enemy have I accepted? And how can I more quickly reject them and strengthen my prayer life? That's all our food for today. Thank you for listening. If you found it helpful, please share this podcast with a friend and may God bless you in just the way you need today.